folks, Justin Jackson here. Uh, this is not a full episode. John and I have been really busy behind the scenes, uh, busy with our day jobs, and also it's Memorial Long Weekend. And to be honest, this pricing discussion we brought up in last week's episode, if you haven't listened to that, go and listen to it. When we started diving into it, we realized this isn't something we can just solve in uh, you know, a 30-minute conversation. It's going to require more research. It's going to require us to talk to more folks that know more than us. And so that's what we've been doing. I had uh, some conversations already with some founders I really trust. I've got a call booked with Patrick from Price Intelligently. I have a call booked with Rob Walling, uh, who recently exited Drip. And I'm really hoping to get some good insights on pricing, mostly so we don't make the same mistakes that other folks have made. And so the benefit for you, the listener, is all of this is coming in future episodes. And instead of just getting one or two episodes focused on pricing and just having John and I talk about something we actually don't know a lot about we wanted to go to some experts and then bring that information to you. As a teaser, I'm going to share a little bit of this phone call I had with Nathan Barry. And you know how when you do Skype call recorder, it just starts recording automatically? I, I didn't realize I was recording this call. And then after I realized I was and I asked Nathan if he, I could use the clip and he said I could. If you don't know Nathan, he has one of the fastest growing SaaS products in existence right now, ConvertKit. They just crossed $1 million in monthly recurring revenue. That's not annual. That's every month. They've grown really fast, and uh, Nathan's learned a lot. He's also quite young. I think he's still in his 20s. And these are some of his thoughts around the pricing of podcast hosting. How did you guys, what, what process did you go through to figure out your pricing? What, what advice can you give me? about pricing that I should be thinking about? Um, so one thing that Heaton Shaw said super early on was only tier your pricing on one thing. He was like, make it really, really simple. Because in the very early days, we had uh, buckets. Yeah. And it was like, this was up to the X number of subscribers or X number of forms or landing pages. And so you would tip over on one or the other. And because then we're like, well, what if someone wants more forms? We wanted to be able to charge them $75 a month instead of 50. Yeah. And he was just saying, make it easy to understand. You don't want someone like staring at it, trying to go, oh, but then do I buy this other thing? Yeah. Um, so there's always seems to be like one, you choose one main anchor or one main variable to anchor your pricing on. So in your case, you chose subscribers. Yeah. Correct. Um, and it's the most natural for us. Now ours is largely set because we have so many competitors that, you just have to price in a similar way to them. Yeah. How much, um, how much did you look at competitors or did you just not, like, was that a big consideration or? We attempted to be 10% more expensive than MailChimp. Okay. Just in, in general. Now, MailChimp's pricing stair steps in such weird ways. Yeah. Like if you were to make an Excel model or a graph of that pricing, it is bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's super weird. doesn't. Because, but theirs is designed to give you the lowest price for the numbers that you're most likely to type in. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, oh, 10,000 subscribers, 
Great. It will give you a price because the tier is actually at 10,500. Yeah. Where it tips over to the next level. So someone very smart put theirs together <laughs> and yeah. it's certainly, I'm sure it makes them an extra like $30 million a year or something. Yeah, totally. Um, Has you have you seen because there is a way so with transistor one natural place to do it is with number of shows. So mm -hmm. if you look at like, I've been looking at Hootsuite's pricing quite a bit. They start at uh, they have like a nineteen dollar plan and then it just jumps up to so it's like the nineteen dollar plan is for solo people, one user. Right, and they anchor on social number of social profiles, and number of users. Okay. They're they're anchoring on two kind of primary things. Yeah, and so we could do number of shows because that is one thing, right? You you get more into podcasting, you get more shows, um, and you know that might be that might make sense, but there's also. I'm probably thinking the same way as you, and that's why I'm, I want to make sure I don't make this same, the same mistake. There's just a bunch of, there's like the features everybody has in podcasting, analytics, embeddable players, all that stuff. And then there's some premium features we could add, like built-in voicemail, built-in ratings and reviews from all around the world, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so my initial inclination was to say, let's give, put this price here, and then everything above it is just you get these new kind of pro features. But as I was looking right. around, I basically saw that same advice you just gave me, which is anchor it around one variable. Yeah. Okay. So a counter to that advice, like we have great uh, expansion revenue mm -hmm. because you cross from 10,000 subscribers to 15,000. And yeah. like the more successful you are, the more we win. Mm -hmm. One problem with what you're talking about is as a show, yeah, like I can just have my show be more popular and I'm not, chances are the better I am at podcasting, the more likely I am to have a single show. Yeah. <laughs> instead of, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know? you know, like Dan Carlin's not out there going, I should create like four more shows. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's got two. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but that's, he might be willing to spend hundreds of dollars a month, whereas someone with three shows might be willing to spend dozens of dollars a month. Yeah, well, this is the problem is that everyone's gotten into this unlimited downloads, unlimited bandwidth game. And so all of our competitors basically offer, it's like Fireside is $19 a month for unlimited. Um, you know, Simplecast is 12. I mean, that's got to be, you just lose money on these shows, won't you? Well, yeah, I'm trying to, f I, that's what we're trying to figure out is how we can, um, so I'd probably go the active campaign route on this. I wouldn't go to four, but do two and do a beginner and a pro. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but would you, you know, do it? With that, would you do it with features like uh, so? Like a beginner is like nineteen dollars a month, and then pro is ninety nine dollars a month, and then just the difference is features. Probably, if you're saying if the industry. My default would be to do it based on downloads mm -hmm. or listeners. Yeah. You can't actually do listeners, but listeners is the closest to subscribers. Yeah. Now that could be interesting, right? Cause if you do it on downloads. Could you determine listeners? Can you decide we, a unique person? We can approximate it. You're guessing basically. I'm just thinking 
So, so I would, my default would be to have something like that in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Cause I just, that's where the value scales with the, with the um, product with the the usage and all that yeah if you're saying for sure that the industry won't support that mm-hmm. right if mailchimp came out and said look it's 20 bucks a month unlimited subscribers yeah then we'd be like well shit <laughs> you know yeah the podcast industry really i mean it started like that number of listens or downloads and then some people came in and you know went the other way but is that truly what's, um, are people making buying decisions based on that? I don't know. That's the, that's why that's, you've got me thinking now. So maybe putting in some limit there and then asking people, mm-hmm. you know, cause you might find that, Hey, I'm choosing this one over that one be over you guys because, uh, look, unlimited is compelling. Yeah. Well, let's not assume that it's compelling until. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's it. That was a pretty long part of our phone conversation. I hope you liked being a fly on the wall, listening to Nathan and I talk about that. Uh, by the way, I, I have had the thought, and people have reached out to me to say, you know, are you sure you want to be this transparent? Do you really want to reveal this much of, you know, these conversations you're having and the features you're planning and the pricing you're planning, because we know that our competitors are probably listening to the show. Hello, competitors, if you're listening to the show. And um, yeah, I'm wrestling with that a little bit. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that was helpful for you. If you are on Breaker, the podcast app Breaker, it's on uh, Android and uh, iPhone. Click that heart icon and leave a comment. It really, I, I love interacting in the comments there, and I'm paying a, a lot of attention to Breaker. So if you're on there, please uh, leave a comment, click that heart icon, and uh, maybe just reach out to John Buddha at John Buddha on Twitter and tell him you miss him being on the show. And we're going to be back uh, in next. Tuesday with a lot more of these interviews and discussions we're doing around pricing. If you have thoughts for us, let us know at TransistorFM on Twitter, and uh, you can also reach us shows at Transistor.fm. Thanks, folks. I'm M.I. Justin on Twitter. If you want to reach out to me, talk to you later.